Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. A handful of stuff to get to today. First, the kickoff times for next week have been announced and people are fired up. You should be. You're justified in that anger if you are angry. But uh, we'll talk through it with you today. Also, next year's schedule got released in the middle of this season. The SEC needs to take a play out of the NFL's playbook, but we'll look at the schedule. It is, uh, spoiler alert, you got to go to Georgia, so that's fun. Uh, but we'll look at that as well. Ole Miss Tulsa coming up on Saturday. Lane Kiffin said at his press conference on Monday, there's a chance that this is the best team that they've played so far this year. It's possible that they are. It's definitely a different challenge. I'll give you that. Tulsa's quarterback leads the nation in passing. Seriously, they are the number one passing offense in college football, at least so far. So Ole Miss's defensive secondary is going to be tested more than they have been so far this season. Now, I think they will rise to that occasion. I think they are perfectly capable. But at least it's a different challenge for this team and and this defense going into the Kentucky game. Hopefully, you would hope that looking at the Tulsa film and the passing office offense got their attention. But there, there's no sign to think that this team will show up unfocused and, and, and unready to play, and we'll get to that later as well. But let's start uh, real quick, though. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like Facebook page, subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Michael Borky. I would appreciate that very, very much. All right, so the Kentucky game's at 11 a.m. It is at 11 o'clock in the morning, and people are hot. Uh, I I know a lot of old college friends are making the trip for that game, and they are looking forward to doing the the Grove all day and the football game that night, and and we're making a weekend out of it. And an 11 a.m. kickoff ruins that experience for people coming from out of town. Excuse me. It also ruins the game day environment. It ruins the atmosphere. It absolutely does. It is different at 11 a.m. than it is at 7 p.m. And it just, uh, without a doubt, is. I I think it sucks. I am, and I'm not going because I don't go to games like that. Uh, You know, I have to work on Saturday, if you want to call what I do work. But I have to work on Saturdays. So it doesn't really affect me one way or the other. But I, I I was bummed when I saw that. Because this would have been an incredibly charged up, incredible atmosphere. And it still can be that. And this is kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today. Is I know 11 a.m. sucks. It is worth noting, though, that this isn't the number two game. It's not. Auburn, Missouri is the 11 a.m. game this weekend. But they do covet that time slot more than back in the JP days. You know, you know, people are so um, – they've just got it, like, etched in their mind that 11 a.m. means it's the worst game of the weekend. And th- that is not the case anymore. It is a time slot that the networks do like. It does rate well. 
having game day as your lead-in is significant, uh, that, that's a pretty big deal. I assume that they will check in like they've done with game day so far with Lane Kiffin on the field, like they did with Shane Beamer last week. They did it with Sam Pittman the week before. That's a nice little feature, so you'll get you know some free pub in front of 4 million people or so on game day with Lane Kiffin, or at least if they do it again, which I suspect they will. It's great content. Um, so it's not like you didn't get relegated to nothing. 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, that time slot performs well now. Alabama's already played in that time slot. Texas has played in that time slot. Georgia has played in that time slot so far this year. So it doesn't mean you are relegated to nothing. It's not the game of the weekend or anything like that. But it is a more coveted time slot than it used to be. They have realized that it does very, very well. They like having good games in that time slot if they can do it, and and they've got one. The TV networks are the ones that will write Ole Miss, you know, an eighty million dollar check or whatever at the end of this year. So you 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 have to to take your lumps that comes with an early kickoff. It sucks though. I understand that there are benefits to it from a TV perspective, but it sucks. This atmosphere was going to be electric, and here is what you need to do. As frustrating as it is, as terrible. As it is, and you guys know me, if you listen to the radio show, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but I am constantly defending fans that don't go to bad games. Constantly defending that. Kiffin talked about it in his press conference. I found it a little bit tone deaf. I know what he's trying to say. He wants fans to show up because his team is playing well. His program is in the right direction. Those kids deserve great fan support. But look around in college football. Nobody's going to bad games anymore. There are empty seats all over the place. Florida didn't fill up the Kentucky game. LSU didn't fill up the Mississippi State game. Noticeable empty seats by the thousands in Baton Rouge on Saturday night. People aren't going to bad games anymore. Some people aren't even going to good games anymore. It is not an Ole Miss problem when the Central Arkansas environment is not a big-time one, like Kiffin wanted. Um. So I understand what he's saying. I get the players deserve it, but open your eyes a little bit and see what's going on around the country and then in college football. This game is different. And for what it's worth, I mean, the the ticket numbers are extremely low. I mean, the game's going to sell out by this time next week that they will have sold every ticket to this game, I think. I mean, it looked like a few hundred left, around a thousand, less than a thousand tickets left. Something like that. This game will sell out by by this time next week, and, and good. That that's that's step number one. So you got to fill it up, and, and it looks like you are well on your way to doing that. But you got to find a way. You know, it's hard in the morning to get jacked up the way you would at six o'clock, right? It, it is. It it just is science and whatnot. If you you know live in the Jackson area like I do, and and you want to make the game, you've got to get up earlier. You know, it it just it, your day starts off wrong. If the school wanted to do this right, they would have uh, people, you know, giving out coffee in the Grove in the morning, that kind of thing. And just anything that they can do to help people get invested in this game. Um, and of course, they are like emotionally and financially, but I'm talking about energy invested in this game. They should walk around the Grove giving out cups of coffee to people, whatever it takes. Um, but this game deserves a 
a nasty environment, and it's harder to create one at 11 a.m. But you get you got to dig deep and find a way uh, to create one because there is absolutely no doubt that a, a home crowd in a raucous environment does impact the outcome of football games. It, it's scientifically proven it does. So I, I, I'm with you. I hear you. 11 a.m. sucks so bad. It sucks so bad. It really, it ruins the Grove. It ruins the tailgating. It alters your plans. It ruins the post game. It just, it all, it's terrible. It is horrible. But it doesn't mean you still can't create an intimidating environment, even though the game kicks off at 11 a.m. So um, it's going to be a hell of a football game. It's a shame that it kicks off at the time that it kicks off, but it is going to be a hell of a football game. And, um, Try your best to create the same environment that you would had it been at uh, at six. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, cloud storage, data security, whatever. If you're in this state, if it's technology and you, your company, your office needs it, absms.com is the website, absms.com. If you tell them I sent you uh, to absms.com, Advantage Business Systems, if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, they will come out, perform an assessment on me, give you a quote, again, absolutely uh, free on me, absms.com. Com. Podcast is also brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. It's the best place in this state to get your meat. Go by when you go to LB's. Tell Greg and the good people there that I sent you. They'll hook you up. They've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Uh, so if you don't feel like doing the cooking at lunch hour, they will do the cooking for you. But if you're going to be cooking with meat, there's no better place in this state to do it. They're big supporters of Ole Miss sports. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. So something interesting. If you want to call it, I, I don't I don't know if the schedule release is interesting or not right now. I mean, I guess now you know who you're going to be playing next season. And and that that's a good thing, right? I mean, obviously, it's a very, very, very good thing that you guys are excited about. They they being the SEC need to really learn public relations. Why are you doing this now on a Tuesday night in the middle of the season when you could wait, you know, let the teams know, let them work out logistics and stuff and release it in February like the NFL does when there's nothing else going on. I don't know. That's just a a PR thing that really just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Why they choose to, to do it this way. I just don't, I just don't don't understand. Either way, here's the schedule for next year for Ole Miss. Uh, you guys knew the non-conference opponents already. Mercer at home to start the season, then they go to Tulane. That's a good trip. That is a good trip. I, I had somebody ask me yesterday, you know, why are they playing at Tulane? Because it's budget conscious. That's the first thing. It's a budget conscious thing. It's a cheap trip. It's an easy trip. It's an inexpensive trip for you. Uh, also, you've got players from the area that you want to recruit. You've got a strong alumni base in the area that you want to throw a bone to. 
Everybody loves going to New Orleans for a weekend. If you don't, that's a you problem, not a New Orleans problem. Uh, New Orleans is fun, especially that area of the city. Go hang out on Oak Street or, or whatever, and then go to a football game in a small but new and nice stadium in a good location. That's a good trip. That's a fun trip. There will be 10,000-plus Ole Miss fans there, and it'll be a great time, and you should go because why Why, why would you not go? You, you should. If, um, if you wouldn't, you should, especially if the Saints play the next day, do a, do a twofer. But anyway, uh, Georgia Tech at home, likely going to be a, a new coach. Uh, for Georgia Tech, so we'll see what that looks like when they um, when Georgia Tech comes to town. But that's week three, almost hosting Georgia Tech. Then they go to Alabama, so it's home road, home road, home to start the season. So it's Mercer at Tulane, Georgia Tech at Alabama, LSU and Arkansas back to back weeks at home, and then you have a bye. So that's your first uh, six games again. Mercer at home at Tulane, Georgia Tech at home at Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, both at home before your bye. Then you go to Auburn, host Vanderbilt and Texas A and M in consecutive weeks. Sadly, sadly, you have to go to Georgia. That is not fun at all. You got a schedule break this year, relatively speaking. Anyway, I know Kentucky's very, very good, but Kentucky's not Georgia. Uh, you trade home against Kentucky to at Georgia. That's not fun at all. You get a nice break with Louisiana Monroe before the Egg Bowl as opposed to what you're dealing with this year. Louisiana Monroe before the Egg Bowl is a nice break. It's kind of a tune-up. Mississippi State's playing Southern Miss that day for what it's worth. Should also kind of be a tune-up for them, but a little bit more emotionally charged uh, in that game than I imagine um, Louisiana Monroe will be. And then, obviously, the Egg Bowl at the end. So, there you go. Brutal stretch with Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas in consecutive weeks. But that's life in the SEC West. I mean, there's going to be a brutal stretch on your schedule. That That's just kind of uh, how it's going to work out. That's just kind of what happens. You have to go to Auburn, but they will likely have a new coach, and we'll see what that looks like. You know, it's, it's an SEC West schedule. It's four non-conference games that you should win. You still get Vanderbilt, which is nice. It, winnable games with LSU and Arkansas and Texas A&M at home. Uh, you know, it, it's if you wanted some like super hot take analysis of this schedule and a record prediction, you're you're listening to the wrong person because I can't give that right now. It's September of 2022. I would like to see this season play out first before I give you what my record prediction is. I mean, you don't even know who's going to be coaching at least two of these teams, right? It's I don't know. That's just uh, that's not for me. But there you go. There's your schedule. There's your schedule right there. And last thing for you, I've been talking about with some people this week about this game and and being placed in front of Kentucky and Tulsa's passing offense and and stuff like that. And and the concept of look-ahead game has been brought up a few times. Think back to the last two years and three games and tell me when you came away from an Ole Miss game thinking they weren't prepared to play today. Now, we only have one full season's worth of non-conference games to go by, but there are three into this one with one more to go. There's been days, obviously, where they haven't played particularly well or like Vanderbilt and Liberty last year where they were so obviously completely and totally vanilla 
that the game kind of got muddy, but you knew what they were doing. Anybody with two eyes and a brain could tell you that, okay, that they are not maximizing the offense here. They're just trying to get through a game because they got a more important one next week. When have you looked at them and thought, ah, they weren't ready to play today? Maybe there's maybe there's multiple games that I, I, I'm not thinking of. They've lost games. They've had a quarterback that turned it over six times and lost games and things like that. But until it actually happens, I guess this is what I'm saying. Until it actually happens, you shouldn't be worried about an Ole Miss team under Lane Kiffin and Chris Partridge to this point as well not being prepared to play, not having the appropriate perspective on an opponent yet because they haven't showed you that that's a thing that they are prone to do. You've seen that at other places. You haven't seen it at Ole Miss yet. They have largely really taken care of business and and come out focused and ready to play in in every game that I can think of. I, I, I do not remember a game in which they were playing a much lesser opponent like Tulsa. And you thought, nah, they're not ready. Maybe the look ahead happens this week. Kentucky's going to be a top 10 team coming into Oxford. But I wouldn't worry about that until they give you reason to worry about that. For what that's worth. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you with your final thoughts on Tulsa on Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.